So, three lines into the page, and So, the Mishnah said that you can only testify for three days, because after three days, the body begins to, to change, to decompose. So, Rabbi Yehuda says, no, Rabbi Yehuda says, not everything, it's all relative, meaning... It depends on the weather, it depends on the age, it depends on a lot of factors. So the question is, Was he being machmer? I mean, the Tanakhama says you could always testify for three days, but you can never testify after three days. So it's binary. Up to three days, yes. After three days, no. Review is like, eh, depends. It depends what? Meaning it depends, is he being makel? That he's saying that you can go past three days? Or is he just being machmer? He's saying, listen, I agree after three days you can't. I'm just saying I don't think you can necessarily go up to three days. So the question is, I actually thought he was just doing both. I thought he was kind of both. But the Gemara assumes, is he being makel or is he being machmer? Is he extending past three days or is he saying that even up to three days, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not unequivocally saying it's okay? So the Gemara says, Tashima, he gathered the tava bekarmi. There was a certain person who drowned in, in karmi. A sku and and they brought out the body. After three days, and married off the daughter. Married, married, um, took, took her as a wife. So, I think he married her or he married her off. It doesn't really matter. But the, um, permitted his wife to remarry Lebisu, Oh, okay. He married her off. Maybe he, her doesn't make sense. It doesn't be like, yeah, you know, no, no, he was Masada the Kedushin. He was Masada. the So he married her off after three days. Okay. Vaiter Vesua, who gathered the Itra Bediglis. There was a person who drowned in Diglis. Vaskua Gishra de Shibsino. They brought him out. They, they took out his body on the, the Shibsino Gesher bridge. And Rava married her off as Masada Kedushin after five days. This took after five days. So you see that they were Makal after five days. Who is this like? It must be Rabbi Yehuda Ben Baba. And it must be Rabbi Yehuda Ben Baba extends it past three days. If Rabbi Yehuda Ben Baba is just being Machba, then no one's Makal after three days. So how, how are they doing this? So the answer is like this. Shani Samsi. The answer is that everyone agrees you could extend it past three days if the environment that the person is in um, um, keeps the body very, very like fresh. Th- th- that's for sure. The machoikas is the standard environment. When it's in cold water, apparently the Gemara says cold water like uh, keeps the body from bloating and keeps it like firmer. Which the Gemara says uh, again, it's Mitzias. I don't. The Gemara says, wait a minute. Ha'amrit Maya Mirz We said yesterday that the water makes it that you can't cauterize it. It makes the the body softer. So how could you say that it holds on to the body? So the answer is That's only when there's a wound. When there's no wound and it's cold water, it actually like. Um, Keeps the body uh, intact. Okay. And the whole concept that you could that you could uh, identify the body after three uh, after three days before three days it's on Shailam. What this means it's Shailam Rishonim. But the whole concept of identifying the body when they take it out of the water is only if you see it within the first hour. You have to identify it right away. After that time, the, the body is going to change pretty quickly. So you have to identify it immediately after it's pulled out of the water. Uh, cold water, not uh, maybe cold salt water, cold not so. I have no idea. Ice water. ice water, maybe it was ice like, yeah, ice. I could, I could see that. I don't know. It's not my area of expertise. Um, in Iran, unlikely. Huh? In Iran, it was a pretty crazy winter. I don't know. Uh, 
He's saying that ice water in where the Gemara was written, <laughs> which is near Iran and Iraq. It, was, it happened. It happened. You should have seen the guy. Okay, fine. Nishnah says like this. Um, as I said in the past, there's two different types of water. There's called Mayim Shayesh Lahem Saif. Mayim Shayesh Lahem Saif means water that is surrounded by beaches where you could see the beaches from the middle of the water. Then there's Mayim Shayin Lahem Saif, which is just the ocean. You can never see the end. The Gemara... Huh? The Gemara is more lenient with remarrying when it comes to Mayim Shayesh Lahem Saif, water that has beaches. Because the Gemara is like, I could see where he came out. And if he didn't come out, I'm looking at all the beaches. If he didn't come out then he's obviously drowned. If it's the ocean, the Gemara, like we would think the ocean, you're for sure not making it. The Gemara is saying, like, maybe, maybe, maybe he, maybe the, 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 the tide, the tide, the tide, yeah. the current, the draft is just pulling and pulling and pulling. And he eventually is going to be pulled up by a boat, but it's going to be so far, you're not going to be able to see it. That's the Gemara's assumption. So there's my Shayesh Lim Saif, my Shayesh Lim Saif. So, Wait, Yeah. 100%. I don't think there's a chance of any of this, but we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be concerned. Because we see the beaches, we see he's not on the beaches, therefore he's dead. Whereas when there's no beach, you never know. It's like, was like where is he? We can't find him. We don't, like, we, well, statistically, he's probably in the water, but we don't know. And because there's a chance that he could have been pulled, pulled, pulled miles out. And the Suffolk, but one's Vada, that you can say that. Definitely yeah. Didn't yeah. Yeah, listen, uh, you know, well, let's, let's see the opinions. It, so, uh, okay, so the first opinion is Rameir, that Rameir actually disagrees. He feels that all water is a problem. <laughs> first of all, Rameir, it's a good point. Adam is making a good point that Rameir is so he's always worried about a very small percentage. And Rashi explains that Rameir holds that you could survive in the water for days. Now, here's the kasha. Huh? <laughs> uh, the kasha is you can't survive for more than like 10 minutes. Even David Blaine, I don't know how long did he last. He lasted a couple hours or something like that. It's probably fake. But so there is floating, but also you're talking about under underwater because you're watching him. Maybe so I think that meaning you see the boat go down and you're looking and you're looking for hours. Ramirez like he could still be down there. And how could he survive? Yeah, so, so Rashi says, Rashi says, Savra Mayor Adam Yochel Lichlis, Velicious Bamai You could be in the water for a day or two. So, but, but swim, you'll see. So I, you'll see the guy. That could be a my father's very graceful in the water. It's actually very interesting. I told you, my father's very graceful. If, if you're going to learn one thing from today's stuff, my father is, incre- is like surprisingly graceful. More so than on the ground. Um, <laughs> so, um, a person survives underwater for much longer than the time it usually takes to drown. So they bring down that the Arch Lanier asks, like, how is it possible? So I think the, the concern is, the possibility is that he found a pocket of air. Underwater. I don't know if there's such a thing, but is Matsis that you found a pocket of air, maybe an underwater cave. Is that, uh, okay, that's the concern. Okay, let's see. Let's go back. So that's for Mayor's concern. For Mayor's concern, all body water is Asr unless you see the body. That's it. It's Asr. And Mayor says there was a guy who, went, who fell into a cistern, an underwater cistern. He was dragged out three days later. He was alive. 
So you see that someone could last for three days. So the Gemara is going to say that the Rabbana rejected that because that's an ace. We don't, that's a miracle story. That's not, that's not the, that's the outlier. Rav Yaisi disagrees. He says, There was a blind person who went into the mikveh. And the guide went after him. I mean, he fell into the water, he, you know, whatever. And the guide jumped in afterwards. They waited for the amount of time that it takes for someone to drown. 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Okay, they married off the wives. Meaning, Rabbi Yaisi disagrees. He says that if the water has an end, you're dead, because if you, if the guy was alive, you'd see if he, if he was alive, you'd see where the body came out. We had the story already. They got his leg. So because it's it's water that has no end, so we're not going to be makele based on the fact that we never found the body. But what about the fact that he lost a leg? So then the question is, what type of wound could you survive? So we said, So it depends on where it's cut. If it's above the knee, you're going to die. If it's below the knee, you'll survive. Okay. Now the Gemara will summarize all the shitas very clearly. Tanarabonon. Nafal Lamayim. if you fall to water, Bain Shiyeshlam Saif, whether it's surrounded by beaches, Bain Shailam Saif, whether it's an endless ocean, Ishta Yasur de Ramer. Ramer feels in all scenarios the wife is Asr. If it's surrounded by beaches, so then it's motor because you would see him if he came out, and if he didn't come out, it means he's dead. But the ocean is Okay? What's an example of a water that's surrounded by beaches? It's where you're standing in the middle and you could see all the beaches on all four sides. There was a man, the Tava Ba'agma de Samki. He drowned in Agma de Samki. Now, Agma de Samki was a, it, it, was like a, it was like a swampy water. It was probably like Louisiana, but it opens to the ocean. So it's considered Mayim She'en Lahem Saif. So it should be Aser, because they never found the body. But, in Sivar of Shila de Bisur, Shila married off the wife. Now, the problem is this is Kenege, the Sheet of the Chachamim. Because the Sheet of the Chachamim is, meaning everyone agrees. That if you have water that's endless, we do not marry off the wife. This swamp water was endless. So why did he do it? So, So Rav said to Shmuel, let's put him in excommunication. It's a bit, it's a, it's a harsh move, but let's excommunicate Rav Shila for marrying off the wife, because he's going against the Chachamim. So Shmuel said to Rav, Let's talk to him first. Let's try to find this out. Before we just put him in excommunication, Let's find out what the story is. So they asked him the following question. If someone drowns in the ocean, is the wife Mutter or Aser? So Shalchu Ishtar Asurud. Aser, because you don't, it's endless. You don't know if he was taken away by the tide. Okay. They asked him, this swamp, it's a transitive property. This swamp, is it endless or is it not endless? It's endless. So Mar my time of it, So Shmuel says to says to Rashi, So why why are you 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 contradicting yourself? So why'd you do this? So he says Mita Taina Ano. I made a mistake. My mistake was Savar Kivan to Kavu Vikaimi Kemaim Sheshlam Saif Dami. Apparently, the swamp waters did not have a strong undercurrent. Meaning, what's the concern with the ocean? It's not that the guy's going to swim. Right? You, you'd see him swimming. Also, he can't swim that far. It's the undercurrent. Undercurrent? Is that what that's called? The undercurrent will just pull him out to sea. 
this swampy water, while it is endless, it doesn't have an undercurrent. So he said, I, I felt that this is more similar to a river. But, why, so why was he wrong? It has waves. I don't know what type of, I guess it's windy, so it's, an, it's, a, it's a body of water, it's an ocean, or a big, big body of water that doesn't have an undercurrent, but it has waves. So the, he said, my mistake was, I thought that it didn't have an undercurrent, therefore it's considered not like an ocean, but because it has waves, the waves can schlep you out. Okay. So, so now that Shmuel, so they got down to the story, they realized that he, he, he wasn't going against the Chum, he made a mistake. By the way, you see from this is, and Gemara is going to pass this later on, that if a person's husband drowns in the ocean, we won't marry her off, but if she does get married, we'll let it be. That's it. We'll, we'll make bidiyavid. We'll, we'll let it be. Because we know that the person is mo- like, most likely dead. So, Even yeah. it's a mistake, he's saying it's a mistake. I'm just saying the very fact, I, I mean, I also did later in the daf. Later in the daf, we're going to see that bidiyavid, we let it be. But it's also interesting that the person said, that Rashila said it was a mistake, and nowhere do we find that they had to undo the marriage. So Kari Shmuel allowed the Rav. Shmuel said to Rav, "Lo, you know what Sadik Kolayin." So Shmuel said about Rav that Hashem protects Sadik, meaning you were going to excommunicate Rav Shila. He said Hashem protects you, you know. And Rav said to Shmuel, "The salvation comes with advice, meaning, and you were good for for saying that we should talk to him first instead of just excommunicating." Okay, Tanya, Amar Rebbe, Ma'isa B'Shnei. By the way, coming up is a Nagada to Gemara on this Amid. A very, very interesting Agatha, a Gemara that Yossi used to quote a lot. So, Tanya, Amr Rebbe, Ma'isa B'Shem Ne'odah Mechamrin, Mechmurin, B'Yardin, there were two uh, vineyard people in the Yardin. Now, the Yardin is apparently, it's considered a Ma'im She'en Lam Saif, which is interesting because the Jordan now is very small, but I guess the Jordan in the times of the Gemara was very, very large. It was, uh, it was considered an endless um, at that point. Maybe there's a point in the Jordan where you can't see the end. of it. It, it doesn't have to be endless. It just has to be beyond eyesight. Which I don't know how far eyesight is. Um, but uh, a lot of these questions are probably like, uh, like, oh, he didn't go to college. Fine. Anyway, I don't care. Now, this is an interesting story. Apparently, fish can eat away at the coral and make large holes. And it'll probably create like underground caves, mm-hmm. which could create air pockets. So these two fishermen are in the Jordan, and one of them is standing near the coral hole. Okay. Uh, the Shokachaman, he, gets, he f- sort of fell in. It was sunset. Now he couldn't find the opening to come out. So he's basically in an underwater cave. You can't find the opening because it's dark out. So the friend who went with him, after about 20 minutes, an hour, whatever long it takes, he's like, well, he's dead. So he tells the family, So the next day, the sunrise comes, he's able to see the opening, he gets out of the cave. He comes home and he finds a funeral. So I think they were drunk. I'm a Remy. telling us that they were like, like, what do you mean? Their jobs were. They're saying they were vineyards. They owned vineyards. Well, no. Like, they were sober that week. No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, was it like... He falls into like, an underwater cave. He can't find the, uh, uh, the opening, so he waits till the next morning. Like, eh. After about 40 minutes, the friend's like, well, he's dead. So he tells the family. If you fall in a cave, and it's dark, you can't see where the opening of the cave is. Right, but he has an ear I guess so. 
Or he's holding his breath. I don't think he can. No, he's got to be in air pocket. So Zoruch Lacham, Rebbe Kamagadol, he comes and he finds a funeral. So Rebbe says, Oh, Kamagadol, Dibrecham, Shamayim, Sheishlam, Soif, Ishtay, Muteris, Sheinlam, Soif, Ishtay, Asura. So the Gemara says, Oh, Rebbe says, This is why in ocean you can never testify about a person. And we said the reason, the Pashup shot of a reason why an ocean is a problem is because the tide will pull you out and you won't be able to see the end. Rebbe's saying also, you have underwater caves which the person can survive in. So the Gemara says, wait a minute, if that's the case, then even small bodies of water also have underwater caves. And why? Why aren't you concerned about these underwater caves by fish? The answer is, Apparently, smaller bodies of water that are surrounded on all four sides usually doesn't have fish large enough to create these type of caves to bore away at the coral. Meaning, these underwater network of caves you're usually not going to find outside of an ocean. Weiter. Amar of Ashi. Hadam Rabban Maim She'enlam Saif Ishra Sura Hani Mili Be'inish Da'alma Abutsum Rabbonon Loi Maim She'enlam Saif Right? Which means that, right, the ocean it's a problem. Why? Because we're afraid he got pulled out he got out in a boat place very far away and the word hasn't gone back to you. Says the Gemara, who's this Ravashi, when it's a Rav, if a Rav got pulled out, it's fine. Why? You'll find out. You'll hear. Word would spread. He's not alive anywhere. But like Rav Kanyaski, they, they, they came out on a boat. You'd hear. That's the Gemara says. So the Gemara says, It's not true. The Gemara disagrees with Ravashi. It's not true. Uh, it doesn't matter what your status is. It's all l'chachila aser, but the Eved Mutter, meaning l'chachila, we don't marry you off. But the Eved, if you did, the marriage is valid and we won't make you get divorced. Okay. This is what I was saying before, that if a person marries after the husband goes out at sea and is lost at sea, chazal were make over the Eved. I think also partially because, uh, uh, you know, statistically the guy probably died. But you can only be Michael if you find the body, and you'll never find the body in the ocean. So, but yeah, but it's. No, this was a Boston Rebbe told me this story. I was I was twenty one years old. About the ocean. The boat. What boat? The next one. Oh, okay. Spoiler. Tanya, I'm Rav Gamliel. Pamacha seisi mahalach b'svina. No, Yossi used to say the story all the time. It's it's a very it's a machshava de gemaisa. The Gemara says there was one time I was traveling. Rav Gamliel says he was traveling and he saw a boat v'riisi svina achas shenishber. And I saw a capti a cap a capsized a capsized capsized boat, a broken boat. V'yisi mitzar al tamichachem shaba. And I was upset because I knew that meaning he saw a boat a boat sink. And he was upset because he knew there was a Rav on that boat, Umanu Ravakiva. There was a young Ravakiva on that boat. So he is mourning over Ravakiva, because But when I got me, and he said, they're both on the boats, and they're floating past, and he sees one boat sinking. And he's very upset because he knows Ravakiva's on that boat. When he gets to the beach, So he says, I started to give a share, and who's sitting in front? Ravakiva. He said, I said to my son, how'd you get out? Amalei Daf, by the way, this is Ramir Shapiro used to quote this Gemara, that a Daf saved him. This was his Daf Yomi. So Daf, Daf Shal Sminen is dominantly. I got a board, a board from the boat, and I held on. And how'd you get away? And whenever a big wave came, I put my head down and let the wave pass over me. 
This is the source that if a Russia comes coming like uh, making it a harass you, just put your head down and let it pass. This is the by the way, this is like the I think Yossi used to talk about it a lot, but the boss and It's that it's that like um, stresses in life when there's a big wave, just put your head down and the wave will pass. Like just don't it's the way to get through all stresses, just just let it'll pass. Rav Akiva was saying, how'd you survive that crazy ocean? You put your head down, whenever the wave, don't try to fight it sometimes, don't put your head above it, put your head down, let the wave pass, and then keep swimming. Keep going by it. Yeah. So, Rav Gamliel sees this, and he says, Oh, Rav Gamliel says, that's why you don't marry someone off based on the ocean. Because you have the waves, and the tide, and the tide, and it's moving him, so... I thought he died, but turns out he grabbed onto a board and he uh, was taken to a beach. A similar story that happened Rav Gamil to Rav Akiva, and now it's happening to Rav Akiva to his student, Tanya. Um, Rav Akiva says, I was once traveling in a boat where and I saw another boat sinking. And I was upset because it was on that boat. It was a student, Rav Meir. But when I got to the city of Kaputkia, he was there for the shir. So he said to him, How did you get here? A wave, one wave hit me to another wave, hit me another wave, hit me another wave until I got to the beach. Okay, fine. If a person falls to a lion's den, you cannot testify based on that. Oh, by the way, I just I mentioned, because I, I sent it to Gavin privately, we said yesterday that the Mishnah said you can't rely on Simonim, right? To, to like a mole, whatever. But then the Gemara said, according to one opinion, if it's Simonim that are move hokim, if it's considered a good Simon, then you could. A mole could be is not such a good simon because it might change after it pass away, but a good simon is something you could remember. That's where Vivadia quotes that Gemara as being the source for DNA, for dental records. Because his dental records is considered a simon movik. So he says it's probably enough, based on that Gemara, that there are some simon that are good enough, but he said I'd rather have another seva to be made. point is, if someone falls into a, a lion's den, you can't testify that he's dead because maybe the lions didn't eat him, they weren't hungry. But if he falls onto snakes and scorpions, then for sure he's dead. Rabbi Yudha ben Beseira says, no, even if you fall to snakes and scorpions, who says you're going to die? Next page, Maybe you're a snake charmer. And you did the whatever, and you just calmed them all. And Joseph, fall into a no, Mayim Elam, Nechashim Akram Yeshlam. There were snakes and scorpions. There were no water. I fell to a pit, bar rake, in by Mayim. The Gemara says it was empty. There's no water. So says, of course it's empty. There's no water. Mayim Elam, Nechashim Akram Yeshlam. There was snakes and scorpions, but he was uh, protected. It adds, that's the point, meaning maybe that's why they threw him in, because they followed the Tanakama. That if you throw him there, he's dead. So. Um, the Tanakama, I, the Tanakama, why does he disagree? Maybe he's a snake charmer. Even if you're a snake charmer, when you fall, the force of hitting the snake and scorpion, they're going to attack. You, you know, it's, not like, it's not like they're on the other side of the thing and you could talk them out of it. If you fall on them, they're going to attack. 
If someone falls into a furnace, um, again, these things, these gemaras, unfortunately, throughout history, so the Holocaust, they, they were they were nice like this, that if you could identify that someone went to the gas chamber, all these things, you could uh, you can remarry. If he falls into a boiling uh, pot of uh, wine or oil, he's not going to lie. He's not going to survive. Sarvacha said, no, if it's into oil, he's not going to live. But if it's into wine, he could. Why? Because the force of him falling into the wine, he'll obviously burn himself, but the wine will spill over and he'll put out the fire. The oil will enlarge the flames. But says the Gemara, they said to her, even when it comes to, to, to wine, hot wine, it might put out the fire initially, but then the fire will actually get stronger. It'll like that initial go down and then it'll get even stronger. Okay. Mayor backed up his view that someone could survive in the water for days. He says that a person was in the water for days. Tanya. They said to her, you can't bring a rye from that. That's a miracle. What's miraculous about it? My mycenaeism. Elam ishti. Is it if it's because I mean what's miraculous? He found an air pocket and he was there for days. He said, Oh, that's miraculous. What's miraculous? They will say, Well, he didn't eat or drink for three days. Neither did Esther Hamalka. So a person could evidently survive without eating or drinking for three days. Elderly nine. The answer is he didn't sleep. It's miraculous that he didn't sleep for three days. Because he was standing up in the water, and we're assuming he didn't sleep. As Rav Yechanan said, if someone makes a net that he's not going to sleep for three days, you just give him lashes right away because it's a, it's, a, it's a false oath, because it's impossible. So the fact that he didn't sleep for three days is miraculous. Why does Rav Meir believe that it's a story that could be emulated? He doesn't think it's miraculous. Why? But Rav Meir, my taima, Rav Kahana, Kifin Agabi Kifin have the sides of this pit. Uh, was slanted, so he might have leaned on the pit, uh, on the on the cave walls, and then slept for a second. For Rabbanon, the Shisha, the Rabbanon say, if you've ever been underwater, underwater caves are smooth. You can't lean on smooth walls. For Rameir, says, yeah, it's still slanted a little bit. So the Machlekes is, whether it's miraculous, whether he could um, lean on it to sleep a little bit. Taner Rabbanon. Ma'isa, bebitesh, anachun, yachay, fashichin, Yeah. Uh, this Gemara we actually had. We had this in Chagiga. Um, we had this in Shkol. That the story goes with Nechunya Chaifer Shicha. Nechunya, and his job was to dig pits to help people, to make wells for people. So he was a big Balchasim. Shnafalabar Hagadol, that his daughter fell into a pit. So they told Rav Chanina Mendoisus, Hashanah, the first hour, um, Shalom. He said the kids. Uh, uh, the, the girl's in the pit, but she's still fine. Pits to help people. It's like Hatzalah. That was his form of Hatzalah. Chofer, dig, shichen, pits. Nechunya, chofer, shichen. What? Yeah. And his daughter fell in, so they told her of Chanina Mendoza. So the first hour he said she's still fine. Shniya, the second hour, Amalei Shalom. She's still fine. Shalishas Amalei, also the third. He said she's, she's already up. You can't survive in the pit for more than three hours. So he knew by the third hour, she's already out of the pit. She's fine. Why? Because, so Amalei Lehem, so, so they asked the daughter when she got out, how'd you get out? Amalei Zacher Shel Rucholim Nizdam Nali Vizokin Manhigai. 
I saw a male goat, and it was being led by an old man, and they pulled me out. And Rashi says, this male goat is, uh, is Akedas Yitzchok, and the old man is Avram Avin. Meaning, it was a schus of Avram, some miraculous, either Avram physically showed up, or it was, it was a miraculous thing that schus of Avram schlepped her out. Avram was also a Balchasim. They said to her, oh, you must be miraculous. Because the second he said she got out, that's when she got out. I'm not a Navi. It can't be. Meaning, even if Hashem is medactic with a tzaddik, very carefully, he's not going to hurt a tzaddik with the thing that he does. His thing is he, he digs wells for people to help them with tzedakah. Hashem's not going to make his daughter die, die in a well. So, Chanid Mendoza said, I knew she'd come out. Amr of Abba, Afopikin Meiz Benoi Betsama. But, this is a strange end of the story, his son did die from thirst, which is connected to what he does. It's not exactly the same, but it's... Shnemar of Sviva Nisarama Oid. That Hashem is mamish within a hair's breath. So Hashem is very careful, Sadiqim. So this Nahuni, because he was a tzaddik, Hashem was very careful with him and punished him for small things. You have to know exactly <coughs> the end of the story. It's a strange ending of the story, but uh, it's not for now. Okay, let's go by there. Now, huh? What? What? <laughs> I felt like sound like an old couple. What? It's the end of the story. Son died from thirst. It's a pasuk. I, I don't know. I, I remember in 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 Shkolem, I just didn't have time to look into this yesterday. But in Shkolem, there's a whole. Um, I'm sure article talks about this. I think there's one opinion that. No, no, not over here. But there's a whole sugin in Shkolem. If you check the article in Shkolem, I think they talk about exactly why he the, like the ending seems to sort of contradict. Um, yeah, it's 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 a strange ending to the story. I'm not sure. Okay, now from here to the end of the daf, it's like this. How does a person know that someone dies? So to testify, right? So you could see the body, but the truth is, you don't actually have to see the body. If you overhear people talking and people say, "Oh, that guy died," that's enough. That's edus. Meaning you could be made. Adis doesn't mean that you saw the body. Adis means you know. If you know from uh, records, if you know from the way people talk. So the Mishnah says like this. If you're just walking past women and they're just like, oh, you know who you heard her died? That guy died. That's enough. That's enough to be made. Because the assumption is they're not lying. It's become a rumor, meaning it's the way they're talking. The assumption is they're telling the truth. And therefore that's enough for you to be made. Yehuda says even more than that. If you hear kids saying, oh, we're on our way to a funeral today, who's uh, this guy? That's enough. You can go back and testify in front of the wife that the husband died. Whether they're intending to testify or whether they're not intending to testify. The, what the Gemara means, what, what this means is like this. There's basically three madragas. There's someone who's coming to testify, meaning he's coming with the intention to testify that for the purpose of the woman remarrying. Then there's someone who's not meaning I come into court and I say, I am here to testify that this man died so that his wife can remarry. 
I know, I'm not just testifying the husband, I am testifying in order for the wife to remember. That's called Nishab and Luhad. In the Nishab and Luhad means I'm coming into court and I'm saying, I'm not, I'm saying, that guy died. Do with it whatever you feel. I'm intending to testify, but not in order for her to remarry. That's a Nishab and Luhad. Rabbi Yehuda says, it doesn't matter whether the person is Nishab and Luhad, in a Nishab and Luhad, in all scenarios, it works. We accept it. But, Ravida ben Baba Ambi Yisrael. Ravida says, no, that's only by true by a Jew. But by a guy, no good. So what does that mean by a guy, no good? So there's two different approaches. Meaning, a guy cannot be meschav in lahod. So again, there's, there's, th- there's three different madrigas. Madriga number one is testifying with the intention of the wife being free to remarry. If you come into court and say, this guy's died, therefore his wife can remarry, and a guy does that, no good. Why? Because it's clear the guy knows that we're relying on him. We don't want that. We don't want the guy, we don't want the guy to have that much power, because if he has that much power, he might be lying. That's for sure not good. What if the guy comes in and says, I am coming to testify that this man died? Do with whatever you want. That could be okay. But there's an opinion out there that both that's also not okay. So what's the only scenario we accept the edus of a guy? It's called Mesiyach Lefitumai. Mesiyach Lefitumai means the guy is just talking. Yeah. You just go over and be like, whatever happened to that guy who used to live down the block? Oh, I heard he died. That's it. He does not intend, he doesn't know that we're relying on him. He doesn't know. It's called Mesiyach Lefitumai. It's just schmoozing. Just schmoozing. So that's that's acceptable for a guy. Okay, let's see the Gemara inside. So... It's said in the Mishnah that if kids are going to a funeral, and they say, we're going to a funeral today, then you could rely on that to, to, to remarry. Maybe they never ended up going. They just said they're going to a funeral today. Maybe the plan was for them to go to a funeral, and then they found out the guy's alive. Like, how do you... That can't be... By the way, you say, I'm going to a funeral today. You don't know... What if the, on your way there, it got canceled, because they realized, oh, no, the guy got saved. Whatever. So the Gemara says, No, they said they came back, coming back from, oh, the Dilma Kamsa Baalma, maybe it was a grasshopper. Hold that second. Kids name pets. They said, We're coming from a funeral today. Who? <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Hoppings. <laughs> Bilbo. So, no, but let's say they used to give name to their pets. Yeah, they said we're going to Shmuel's funeral. Maybe Shmuel was a cat that died. Like, how do you know that kids name pets? <laughs> Fluffy tail. So the Gemara says, the Askul Ashmei with the Kamri Kane, Kane McCain Rabbonin have a hosam, McCain Saftani hosam. Because they say, you know which rabbi was there at the funeral? <laughs> you know, Ramosha Feinstein was there. And he eulogized. He's not coming in for Mr. Fluffington's funeral. So the point is, you're right. You'd have to speak to the kid and find out like what happened at the funeral. He's like, oh, there were thousands of people there. And it's probably a legit funeral. Not it was with a, 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 you know, a shoebox in the backyard. That's not, not legit. You got to context. You need a little more. Okay, so it said in the Mishnah that if a guy has the intention to be made, it's not good. What does that mean? Amr of Yudam Shmuel, lo yishanu n'schaven l'hater, avon n'schaven l'hoed, edusei edus. Again, there's three levels, okay? I just want to make this clear. Intending, when you testify with the intention for her to remarry, so you say, I am testifying that he's dead, and now she could remarry, definitely not good by a guy. Mesiyach lefitumai, definitely good. 
The question is that middle ground, which is you're coming in to testify, so you know the guy knows that he's testifying, they know he's relying on him, but he doesn't know for what. They call him to the stand, and he's like, hey, we're Jews, we, we have some questions. And he's like, okay. And you say, uh, is this man dead? Yes, he is dead. Are you testifying that? Yes. Thank you, that is all. Now, the guy knows that you're testifying, that he's testifying. He knows that we're listening to him. He just has no idea for what. The question is, would he lie in this situation? That's called Nishaven Lahaid, Veloy Nishaven Lahater. So says the Gemara, I'm Ravida Mashmu, Eloy Shon Nishaven Lahater. I'm Nishaven Lahaid, Edu Se Edis. If he is testifying and he knows that he's testifying, but he just doesn't know for what, acceptable. Okay? Hechi Yadinan, how do you know if he's. Um, testifying in order to release the woman or just testifying the husband died. So the Gemara says, Yosef. It depends what he says. If he comes into court and he says, this man dead, this man is dead, his wife should be able to remarry. No good. That's clear that he's testifying in order for her to remarry and he knows that and therefore we think that he's lying. Or it's possible he's lying. If he just comes in and he says, listen, the guy died. Take the information wherever you want. That he doesn't know for what purpose, then it's fine. It's my nami, similar thing that if he comes into court and says that this man is dead, we accept the edus. He says, Was this not the story that happened with Oishia Berebi? That, uh, that, that he fought. Oishia Berebi was a Rav who argued with 85 Rabbonim. He said the same thing as you, says Rabbi Yechanan. But the Chacham disagreed with him, meaning that if a person testifies without mentioning remarrying, just mention that this man is dead, Rishlakish said that's acceptable. So Rabbi Yechanan said, Rav Oishia Berebi held like you, but the Chacham didn't agree with him, so you're wrong. So therefore, both are unacceptable. So if both are unacceptable, what is acceptable? According to Rav Yochanan, the only thing that's acceptable is a which is that he doesn't even know that we're listening to him. He doesn't even know we're relying on him. He's not going up to the stand. They just go over and be like, hey, whatever happened to that guy? So, oh, guy's dead? All right, thanks. That's it. He doesn't know that we're relying on him. He doesn't know that it's testimony at all. Kiahu as there's this guy who was walking up and down the street and he says, Man manika is there anyone from the house of Chivoy? Chivoy died. He just he just came by and he's like, he was he didn't know that he was testifying, he didn't know we were relying on him. He was just like, Hey, is there anyone from the Chivoy house? I heard that Chivoy guy died. Listen. That's Masih Vitume. The Insever of Yosef Lidabisu. And Rav Yosef relied on that statement to marry off the wife. There was a guy who said, Woe is to Parsha Zariza. Parsha Zariza, Rashi says, was a mighty warrior who happened to be Jewish. So there was this very, very like strong. I don't know who's like a strong Jew right now, but. I don't know. If there was a strong Jew, I'd think of it. And there was the, well, that one, he was like a mighty warrior known to be like a warrior, and he was Jewish, and there was this guy who was like, oh man, I feel so bad for him. Vayle, woe to him, he passed away. And that was enough. In Rav Yosef, and Rav Yosef Arava married off the wife. There was a guy who once came in, and he says, is anyone from the house of Chasa? Tava Chasa, because he drowned. Amrenachman, Helekim, Achlu Kavari Lachasa, um, uh, one second. Hold on. There's a lot of words in this stuff. 
sorry. Um the Kim Ochlu Kavar the Khasa, the fish have eaten Khasa. Um the Burd of Nachman Ozl the Bis the Khasa of Insava and the basis of that, um um Khasa's wife went and remarried Vulamlavoy Midi. Now, okay. Now now here's the deal. This guy says that Chasa's wife, Chasa died, he drowned. Now the problem is he drowned in the ocean. It's no good. You can't, you can't, that's not good enough. And Rav Nachman said, oh, he's fish food now. I, I, I don't think Rav Nachman meant that you can, she could be married. He was just saying, that's terrible. But the wife hears this and the wife's like, oh, I guess I'm single now. She remarries. And they didn't stop her. After she got married, they didn't, they didn't say anything. So it says, Shmami, no, you see from here, You see from here that if the person dries, drowns by an ocean, although we won't marry them, but if they did, we'll let it go. And some have a different version. Rav Nachman actually married her off. It's not that she heard Rav Nachman said and then got married without, without a rabbi. She, he, he married her off. I am Rav Issa. Ah, so here's the Shaila. What do you mean? It's an ocean. We don't marry off based on the ocean. The answer is, Rabbi Nachman felt that what's the concern by the ocean? He'll be schlepped out, right? Mm-hmm. And then he'll pop up somewhere. Right. And we're just not aware of it. So he felt that because this Chasa was such an influential person, such a person, we would have heard about this. But the Gemara says, it's not true. We disagree. Um... I was going to go a little weiter, but it's such a short half. Tomorrow we'll stop here, and tomorrow we'll, uh, we'll finish up.